0: This episode is brought to you by our friends at Squiz. Squiz is a student experience platform that offers a full suite of solutions developed exclusively for higher education. Squiz has so many exceptional products that are worth checking out, but the two that I've been most impressed by are their custom site search product, Funnelback, and their website platform, which is a true DXP. And don't worry, I'll explain what that means in just a second. For the next wave of digital natives, search is not ancillary to navigation. Search is navigation, and Funnelback enables schools like yours to build custom smart site search. So that way, your nursing program actually comes up when someone searches nursing instead of that one nursing faculty event registration page from like two years ago. And their DXP, it's so much more than a traditional website CMS. A CMS is meant for exactly what it claims to be, content management, It's an important part of your marketing tech stack and an important part of the student lifecycle, But that's just it. It's just a part. A DXP, a digital experience platform, is built to be the hub of your MarTech stack. It relies on powerful integrations, data management, and an open platform in order to create the kind of experiences simply not possible with a normal CMS. Say goodbye to the finicky plugins of WordPress and the crappy site architecture of Drupal that hurts your SEO, and get ready to meet the fastest, most powerful, and most personalized website platform for colleges and universities on the market. Today, the student experience begins online, not at school. And as an enrollment marketer, your job is to ensure that prospective students find what they are looking for as quickly and as easily as possible. Squiz is the secret friction reducers that schools across the globe are using to not just attract the next generation of students, but nurture them to the point of enrollment in a way that is conducive and not counter to how they consume information and make purchasing decisions. You can learn more about Squiz at enrollify.org forward slash Squiz. Again, that's enrollify.org forward slash Squiz. Hey everybody and welcome to the Enrollify podcast, Zach here and I am excited to bring you another solo pod. We're going to be diving deep into YouTube advertising today, so if you have never run a YouTube advertising campaign and or are looking for tips and tricks and strategies to optimize and improve your campaigns, then I think you are going to love today's episode. So we're going to kick it off by talking a little bit about YouTube creative and really how to get um, fancy with sort of the ABCDs of effective YouTube advertising creative. So what are sort of the hacks for video storytelling that you should think about and consider? What are sort of the frameworks for story optimization that you could, that you should consider as you're putting together your campaigns and or working with a vendor to put together your campaigns. And then we're going to talk about uh, lead generation. So a lot of times people think about YouTube as a platform uh, exclusively for like brand awareness campaigns, right? So if you're in enrollment management and your school is running YouTube advertisements, uh, more often than not, your Marcom department is handling that, right? And what is actually really cool about YouTube, and as they've evolved their ad offerings, they really have become a platform that is um, that is conducive to generating quali- quality inquiries. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the frameworks that we use, and we encourage folks to think about when they want to use video as not just a tool for awareness, but also a tool for conversion. So lots to talk about today, but before we dive in any deeper, if you could do us a huge, huge, huge favor and scroll down, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, click the subscribe button. If you are on Spotify, click that follow button. It really helps us uh, move up in the rankings and enables us to share this content with more folks in the higher ed marketing and enrollment management spaces, which is a win-win for, for everyone, right? And um, it would mean a lot to me if you go ahead and actually leave us a review too and you send me a screenshot. You can email me a screenshot of your review at Zach at enrollify.org. We're going to give you a special shout-out on the show and uh, also send you a little thank-you gift. So if you want to help us out, if you have been following Enrollify for a while, it would mean the world to us uh, if you could just leave us a quick little five-star uh, rating and a little bit of a review letting us know what you love most about the show and uh, you know giving us ideas for how we can continue to improve it to help you all become better enrollment marketers. So... <sighs> That's my little plug for today, and yeah, uh, now on to the good stuff. All right, so we are going to be talking about, first and foremost, effective creative that attracts and converts students, and then we're going to jump into the second part of the conversation, which again is going to be a little bit more focused around generating qualified inquiries and maximizing ROI from your campaigns. So just to make sure... We're all on the same page here. One of the questions that we get a lot here at Enrollify is at really any time, there's a new platform that comes onto the scene, it's, hey, should I be advertising on this platform, right? Hey, how should I start thinking about TikTok? Or, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm super late to the Snapchat game. Is it too late to get in, right? Um, so anytime there's a new platform that surfaces, we, we get a lot of questions about it. And one of the questions we've seen more and more from folks is, hey, how should I be effectively using YouTube? I know that my kids are on YouTube all the time, or hey, we've heard based off of our prospective student surveys that they spend hours and hours on YouTube, and that's sort of their like primary social network, next to TikTok, next to Instagram, et cetera. And our school doesn't really do much with YouTube. And or if we do, it's typically something like a 20 to 30 second sort of overall brand video, right? And it's really not a tool that... Interval managers uh, think critically about leveraging for the purposes of new inquiry generation. So uh Just to make sure we're our level setted here, and we all understand, right? Why why YouTube as a platform is worth considering if you are not already using the platform is YouTube has over two billion active users, right? Two billion active users—that's an incredible number of people. And ninety percent of Gen Z uses YouTube on a monthly basis at a minimum. Okay, so ninety percent of your target audience—if you're working in undergrad. Also, if you're at the graduate level, right, like older Gen Z, absolutely your target audience here, 90% of them use YouTube on a monthly basis, right? That's a lot of, lot of folks spending a lot, a lot of time consuming video content. Furthermore, YouTube just published this study, I think it was like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And uh, what, they, uh, what they reported was that 70% of users bought from a brand after seeing an ad for that brand on YouTube just last year in 2020, right? So, you know, people are at home, there's a global pandemic going on, people are streaming more content than ever before, um, but 70% of users say that they bought from a brand after seeing an ad on YouTube last year. That's a significant number of folks, right? Like, that's not just brand awareness, right? That's brand awareness driving an actual purchasing decision. Furthermore, 23.2 is the average uh time, 23.2 hours is the average amount of time that a user spends on YouTube per Month, okay, that's just a a significant amount of time to spend on any platform. that's, you know roughly ish an hour ish, right? A little bit less than that per day. That that the average person, right? That the average user is spending consuming content. Not even Gen Z. It definitely, I, I couldn't find a Gen Z specific stat here, but I guarantee Gen Z is um is significantly greater than just the, that that twenty three point two average because again that that takes into account all users. So you know a lot of time spent almost a whole day that users are spending watching youtube in any given month so if you are not already using youtube as a platform for your enrollment marketing it is time to be doing so so one of the biggest obstacles when we talk to folks about why they're not using youtube already it typically comes down to not really being sure how to create creative that will win on youtube right so a lot of, I actually just had a conversation with somebody from a notable institution yesterday, and what they were saying was that, you know, Zach, we understand that we need to be doing YouTube. We really understand the power of video, but our Marcom team is totally swamped. They're totally overwhelmed. Like, there's no way they are going to have the time to get a video campaign for us sort of ready to rock in the next six months, which is, you know, the timeline they needed for a campaign that they're working on and um anyways it was interesting because it is is very that conversation was very representative for the concerns that many of you have which is not so much doubt about youtube not so much doubt about video as a viable solution for enrollment marketing right but how do you actually have the time to do it right if marcom is swamped right and if you don't have incredible amounts of resources to just go hire right a top video marketing vendor so I want to talk to you guys a little bit about how you can create creative that wins on YouTube without needing millions of dollars, right, or more realistically, hundreds of thousands of dollars to effectively pull off a video campaign. So YouTube actually has this great resource that they put out called the ABCDs um, of Effective Creative on YouTube, and what they did is they partnered with a, uh, a video firm, I think it was um, Wistia, maybe, or Vidyard, or some, someone relatively notable. And they put together this nice little playbook, and we're going to walk through it a little bit to to help you all understand what does YouTube say actually works when it comes to creative on their platform. So first and foremost, it's important to understand the story arc that works best on YouTube, okay? So YouTube is not like... Um, it's not like advertising on TV exactly. Obviously, there are elements of th- that are that are similar, and we'll dive into a little bit about that. Uh, but it's also not like social advertising in that it's not like a advertisement on Facebook or Instagram, right? Again, there are elements that are that are tactically similar, but in terms of sort of the the reason people are on YouTube, they're there to watch something, right? Whereas people go onto Facebook, they go onto Instagram maybe to watch a story but also to scroll right like there are other content formats that people consume while on the platform you're not going to ever read some, you know a a some a story about someone's day on youtube right you're not ever going to read about somebody sharing their opinion on you know, the the latest New York Times uh, op-ed on YouTube, right? You're gonna see people cons- uh, talking about products, you're gonna see people talking about their life, you're gonna see people, you're gonna watch, you know, y- uh, music videos, et cetera, but you're there to watch, you're there to stream content in a video format, and that's really all you're there for. So it's really important to understand sort of like, what are the elements of an ad that are complementary to that sort of like mindset that the user is in when they go to your platform? So when you think about sort of like a traditional story arc, right, and traditional advertising would, would follow this traditional story arc, there's, you know, a lead in, then there's a build, think, even, even just think about any, any uh, the TV series, any book, right, there's a, a longer lead in, there's a build, there's a climax, and there's this big reveal, then there's an offer, and, there's, and then there's some branding, right? What YouTube actually says works best when it comes to their uh, video advertising on their platform is what they call sort of the emerging story arc, right? So you, you wanna start really high. There's, there's really no time for lead in, right? People don't have that, that sort of attention. And typically, depending on what ad format you're using on YouTube, you might only have six to 15 seconds, right? So you don't really have a lot of time for lead in and a build. You gotta start really, really, really high. You gotta immediately drop some subtle brand cues, do a quick unexpected shift, multiple peaks, and then the the goal, right, is to offer more story for those who want it. So you're never really uh, giving the full offer, right? You, it, it's, a teasing, it's a teaser offer, right? Cause again, there's just no way to effectively communicate the full value of an offering in a six second, right, pre-roll video ad or something like that, right? So what I like about this is it helps us understand as we think about, okay, what is the creative we want to um, develop for YouTube? We want to ensure that it starts high, high energy. We want to quickly get in some brand cues. So we don't necessarily need to drop logos yet, but like be hinting at... Um, aspects of the brand, of your brand that are notable. So maybe you have like an iconic uh, football stadium or something like that, right? Maybe there's a, maybe if you're Notre Dame and there's touchdown, touchdown Jesus, right? Maybe you do have a flash of that building. Um, and then there's like this unexpected shift, right? And then there are multiple peaks of, of, again, more high energy, more high energy, and then a teaser of, okay, if you want the full story of how this student's life was changed by our college or our university, Click here to learn more, or hey, you want to understand how to afford this sort of experience, right? Without taking out tens of tens of thousands of dollars worth of loans, download our scholarship and financial aid guide here, whatever it might be. But I think the contrast between a traditional story arc when you think about a a video or you think about sort of even a TV advertisement where you have more time, right? You have just literally seconds in many contexts of YouTube advertising to play with, and you've got to maximize every every second, every millisecond, right? In order to effectively communicate your message. So pursue emerging story arcs as opposed to traditional story arcs when you are crafting your, uh, your video creative. Number two, what's really important to understand is that you want to build for mobile and audio, okay? So 70% of the time, YouTube is being consumed on a mobile device. So 70% of the time when people are On the YouTube platform, they're actually on the platform from their phone, right? Super, super uh, important stat there. And 95% of the videos that are watched on YouTube are played with the sound on. Again, this makes sense, right? People are going to YouTube to watch video content as opposed to Facebook, right? Or even Instagram in many contexts, right? People consume the content. Uh, I think that that percentage is more at like 60%. So 60% of people like on Instagram are consuming content with the sound on, uh, versus 95% of folks doing so on YouTube, right? So as you are crafting your story, as you're crafting your creative, make sure, right, you've got subtitles for sure, but also make sure that you have really good audio and that you're optimizing for, uh, for mobile, right? So vertical video in particular. Don't shoot in a way or don't craft creative in a way that where you're expecting people to, you know, watch it on their, you know, laptop screen, right? Or on their second monitor, right? That's not how people are going to be consuming your content most of the time. We'll jump right back into the show after a quick message from this week's sponsor. If your email templates or website are stuck in 2010, or your program brochures look like they could have been made in Microsoft Paint, it's time to give the sponsor of this week's episode a call. Meet Unincorporated. Unincorporated is a higher education agency committed to building awareness, growing enrollment, and launching programs for universities. If Nike and Apple decided to venture into the higher education branding space, their top competitor would be Unincorporated. Meet the disruptors in the education design industry and subscribe to their newsletter to get a weekly download of the most important trends in higher ed at unincorporated.com forward slash enrollify. Again, that's unincorporated.com forward slash enrollify. Number three, um, as we actually think about sort of like the the, di- the ABCDs of YouTube advertising, here's just a nice little like framework that YouTube uh, recommends you follow as you craft your creative. Number one is attract. So what you want to do is you want to use tight framing on the subject. That just basically means make sure that like, you know, someone's head or whatever the subject is takes up almost the full frame. They also say, and this is actually really interesting to like the starting high in the emerging story arc that we were just talking about, you wanna aim for two plus shots in the first five seconds. So you don't want to linger, right? Like it's, this isn't, this isn't, uh, when, when you think about YouTube advertising, you, you want quick, you want flashy, right? You want multiple cuts. You don't want sort of like a slow pan on your subject's face that takes 10 seconds, right? Um, and if people appear in your video, YouTube recommends that you actually open with them on the screen, right? So as opposed to waiting to introduce characters, even a few seconds in, Introduce the character from the get-go, right? Because you have such limited time that if if a person's appearance is important to the story you're trying to tell, use them from the get-go. So use their face as like the opening shot, um, and then this one's you know pretty obvious, but use stunning and you know delightful, memorable imagery if you can. It's kind of like a no-brainer. Okay, the B. So that was attractive, B for brand you want to introduce your brand or your product, whatever you're offering right in the first five seconds. And actually this is a mistake that I think a lot of higher ed marketers make when they're crafting these advertisements is they wait to introduce almost like they wait for like the reveal of the logo or reveal of the brand until like the end. Right. And then you see like Duke, right. Or, you know, you Notre Dame. Right. Um, it's actually important that folks understand and this is actually like really notable when it comes to like brand recall and ad recall later, you really want to introduce your brand or product in the first five seconds, make it super clear what this is about um, and then you can like tease out a, a quick sort of compelling story. Um, What they also say is really important is to show visuals that are unique to your brand. Uh, This isn't rocket science either, and this isn't just like your logo mark, right? But like, as we were just talking about, are there elements of your campus that have some notoriety? Even if it's just local notoriety, um, how can you ensure that you show those very quickly, very early on into the video and not wait until, again, those last three seconds to, to bring it home? Um and yeah, those are pretty much the ones that I think are most relevant to hire. They've got some other things in here about using, you know, uh on-screen actors and whatnot, but I think for us, those those two, placing your your product, your brand in the first five seconds, introducing it, making sure it's clear, and showing visuals that are unique to your brand are are the most important takeaways here. All right, connect. This is the C of part of the ABCDs of good YouTube branding. Um you want to use functional and or emotional messages. So leaning into action, humor, intrigue, this, I mean, this is sort of just storytelling one-on-one, right? But I think what, what often happens is because you're, if you're dealing with a pre-roll ad, you're dealing with six seconds. We think, oh gosh, okay, well, we don't have the time to like do something emotional or, you know, we, we don't have time to sort of like create intrigue because we've literally got six seconds to play with, right? Um, but I think that, like, leaning into something, when we lose these mechanics and we lose sort of these, these frameworks, then it's almost better off not running the ad at all. I think that, like, Geico, actually, if you want, like, an example of a brand who I think nails this with the... With the uh, six-second pre-roll ads, just Google like uh, Geico uh, YouTube ads, uh, Geico like uh, pre-roll YouTube ads because they have just a plethora of great examples of how they're still able to do something funny or um, you know pull off something emotional in that very very short period of time. So one of the things that colleges that I see colleges and, and universities default to is. They default to sort of just like some powerful, like, you know, uh, I don't know, it's it's almost like 50 frames, like very, very quickly of students and campus shots and aerial footage and, you know, a footage, you know, some footage of like a soccer game, whatever it might be. And then it just ends with like, this is Duke, right? Or this is Notre Dame. Sorry to keep picking on Duke and Notre Dame, but you get the gist. And I I think it's just very important that um, you remember that again, YouTube is a place where people are going to consume video content. And a lot of that content is story driven, right? Or is brand driven, meaning people are following a particular creator, right? And like their tone, their style, their emotion, their humor, whatever it might be. So make sure that you're crafting something that doesn't really feel like an interruption to that but feels like it is conducive to the story that they're about to consume or um, the creator video that they're about to watch. And then finally, direct, okay? So you wanna be really clear about what it is that you want people to do. You only have a few seconds, right? So what is it that you want them to do after? And this is where uh, ensuring that you're using text cards and even simple, like in your actual voiceover animation, make sure you're directing people on this is what you should do. Because again, sometimes if you guys are you know I don't know like me at all. I'll go ahead. I'll start a YouTube thing, and then be, uh, it's like oh crap, it's a fifteen second ad before I like watch this you know podcast or um, you know watch this music video or whatever it is. And so I might go away. I might like you know like finish f- fr- you know flipping my eggs or you know throwing a piece of toast in the toaster or whatever it might be as I'm waiting for that ad to to play. So it's really important that if that it, you know you can't assume that people are w- actually watching your ad yet. Um, and so because of that, it's ensured, it, it's very important that you direct them, hey, go to this vanity URL and actually, like, call out the URL, like, www.enrollifypodcast.com, right? Like, you've got to be really direct. Uh, tell people what, what they can expect when they get to that landing page and, you know, say something like, go ahead and download the guide to podcast 101 at Enrollify, you know, dot uh, com, or whatever it is, right? So make make sure people understand what it is that you want them to do and what they can expect once they get to whatever that vanity URL is. Um, you know, using a sense of urgency is always important as well. Um, but I, I like the idea of using specific CTAs. So one of the things YouTube does allow you to do is they allow you to customize the text of your CTA, right? So you can get really creative with, um, what sort of, uh, compelling words you want to use to inspire people to click on through to whatever that offer is. So you don't, you're not sort of like, uh, you don't have to default to learn more or, you know, like, uh, you know, contact us or, um, you know, so, something else, something else that's like pretty basic, like a Facebook ad. All right. So that's pretty much the rough framework for the ABCDs of of quality YouTube creative. What's also just a couple of quick facts before we transition here. Um, Only, uh, or excuse me, over 70% of of viewers say that they, that use YouTube regularly um, when they're in market for um, purchasing a, a, looking for a solution to one of their problems. So like for example, if, um, if I need a new supplement, right, or I need new multivitamin or whatever, 70 for, 70% of people that would fall into that category wouldn't just use Google and, like, read blog articles, but actually go to YouTube as well and watch videos and gather information that way as part of their purchasing decision, right, as part of their journey to purchase. And uh, college students and uh, perspective masters students prospective grad students excuse me um do the same their 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 behavior is consistent here so all this is to say is that make sure that like you know that youtube is not just a tool for advertising it's also a tool for people to discover more information about a program a specific offering at your school it's not just for brand awareness okay enough about creative now I wanna talk about generating quality inquiries and actually maximizing ROI from the platform. So <laughs> YouTube has this great other resource called, it's it's actually a series, it's called Do This. So they basically break down like, okay, what are some of the ad types you should think about uh, depending on what the objective of your campaign is. So YouTube has six different advertising formats, in-display ads, in-stream skippable ads, in-stream non-skippable ads, um, and then several others that I don't think are particularly relevant to you all. I mean, you can do overlay ads, which a lot of people do. The, that's like a classic display network, uh, like checkbox um, add-on. You can do sponsored cards and shoppable ads, et cetera. But for most, for most of us, we're going to be focused on like in-stream skippable ads and in-stream non-skippable ads as sort of the, the primary offerings, um, the primary ad, ad formats that we want to be focused on. So when you are creating your YouTube campaign, Again, what's really cool if you've never done this before is it's the same, you're you're building this out in Google Ads as well. So there's not like a separate like ad platform that you have to learn. You go ahead and you build out your YouTube advertising campaign in Google Ads. And so again, if you're working with a vendor and they're running your display and search campaigns, they should be able to do this for you as well. So you want to make sure when we are creating a video that we hope to use for lead gen, that we've selected the goal of the campaign to be leads and the campaign type to be video. So I want to talk about four things in particular in this particular um, section. I just said particular twice. Nice. Um, And the four things are, one, I want to uh, help you guys make it really simple, understand how to make it simple for viewers to take action from your video. Two, how to find new audiences to grow your inquiry base. Three, how to optimize your bidding strategy with machine learning. And four, how to understand your campaign's impact. So number one. How to make it simple for viewers to take action from your video. So, TrueView for Action campaigns are what you want to use for any sort of conversion-centric campaign. So, anytime you're trying to get people to submit an inquiry form, to download a resource, whatever it is, you want to make sure that you're using TrueView. view for Action campaigns, um, and making sure that we're using in-stream ads, right? So, in-stream ads um, that that can be you know skippable or non-skippable. Ideally, we want to be focused on. Um, non-skippable if you have the budget for that, but you know, you can do skippable as, uh, as well too. It's a little bit more affordable. Um, you just have to be a little bit more concise with your storytelling. But what's really cool about True View for action campaigns is that you aren't charged for impressions. So just because somebody sees your video, right, doesn't mean that you're gonna have to pay for that like you would pay for an impression on a search campaign or a display campaign or a you know Facebook ad campaign. Um, you also aren't charged for video auto starts. Sorry. <clears throat> oh, that was weird. Need a drink of water or something. Uh, just talking too much here, guys. Um, but you aren't you aren't charged for auto video starts. Um, which which is great because basically what this means is that you're only gonna be charged when somebody is actually engaged with your content. So what's super cool is that if a user only watches 30 seconds of your content, right? Uh, or let's say 29 seconds of your content, you're not going to be charged. But if they watch 30 seconds or more, you will be charged. Or if they watch the whole video, if the whole video is less than 30 seconds. So why this is, like, super important in quality inquiry land is that you can ensure that what you're being charged for, like, people have actually seen the full message. Um, and, you know, at a minimum, uh, skippable in-stream ads, if you're using skippable in-stream and, as opposed to non-skippable ads, They guarantee a minimum of five seconds of attention, which is two seconds more than what Facebook considers a view, right? So before people can click skip, they've got to watch at least five, six seconds. Um, And YouTube will then call, you know, consider that to be a view. Um, But, right, what's super, super cool is that that's significantly greater, two whole seconds greater than what Facebook considers a view. So again, in the spirit of quality inquiry generation, We wanna be focused on um, maximizing attention and ensuring that our core message is fully communicated. And this particular type of YouTube campaign allows us to do that. Pro tip here too is to experiment with creative variation. So what YouTube recommends is that you try five different, five plus different variants using different CTAs and and headlines uh, in your creative to sort of optimize, figure out what is the best um, combination of CTA and headline that works for conversion? And once you've once you've received sort of a three to five percent CTR on that particular uh, creative, then you that's sort of like the magic threshold. Then you want to just keep dumping money on that on that particular campaign and maybe sunset the the other campaigns. Number two, using site link extensions. Okay, what is a site link extension? So if you've, if you've ever been on your uh, your phone and you're watching a YouTube video and then you see sort of like a primary CTA under the ad, and then there are like four or five different like hyperlinks to additional sites um, or additional pages uh, on that. A particular website, those are site link extensions. So what's really cool about site link extensions for TrueView for Action campaigns is that you essentially have like multiple places, like multiple places of real estate to actually get people to convert on your content. So uh you know these sorts of, of site links can site links can drive up to 40% higher conversions and 20% higher clicks um at um um than sort of a traditional sort of like non um site link of, uh uh on true view for action campaigns so basically if you're using a different ad format and you're not able to take advantage of site links you're potentially missing out on 40 percent additional conversions Uh, what's also really cool is your each ad can show up to four different site links right so um why what i like about this is like people can browse and select the actual cta that they're most interested in so maybe they're not interested in your scholarship guide but they are interested in talking to a financial aid specialist or hey, maybe they're you know, not interested in talking to your program coordinator, but they would download sort of a career changers guide to grad programs or something like that, right? And what's neat is on the back end, you get access to the unique reporting for each click. So you can run different copy tests and offer tests to understand, okay, what is like the right combination of copy and offer on these site link extension campaigns. So for example, right, like Let's say you've got like a little 15 second ad where you're promoting your scholarships and financial aid opportunities. That core CTA, the primary like blue CTA under the video ad could be like, download the scholarship guide. But then you could have, you know, four other offers, explore financial aid options. You could have a chat with a counselor that goes to your chatbot page uh, or a page with your chatbot on it, right? You could have a read student stories campaign or link, right? That goes to your blog. And then you could have a, you know, the classic start your application campaign. So, site link extensions are very, very powerful, and you should be using them anytime you are trying to run a video campaign where lead conversion is the goal, right? Where inquiry generation conversion is the goal. All right, custom intent audience profiling, number three. What we really want to be focused on here is how do we get our audiences as specific as possible while also still letting Google do because uh, Google you know, owns YouTube, let Google do the work of figuring out who are the most qualified buyers based off of their digital behavior to view your actual content. So uh, we talked about this a little bit uh, a second ago in, in the creative section, but 75 to 80% of people say they typically switch between online search and video when researching products to buy. So high-performing keywords from search should also be effective on YouTube. So as you're building out custom intent, audiences which is the audience type you want to be focused on if you're focused on lead gen with your YouTube campaigns right um, you can you should go ahead and see okay what are my search what are my high performing keywords for my search campaigns and or just what are we ranking for really well organically and how do you use those keywords as a part of your custom intent audience profiling so like people that search for blah uh, or people that also search for this right and you add that to your your audience profiling. What you can also do, if it's helpful, um, we recommend, you know, uploading 10 to 15 keywords to your custom intent audience, ensuring that these keywords are sort of like your highest performing keywords, but also, you know, high performing keywords from an audience segment that you might not currently be reaching, but want to be reaching, right? So, maybe you've done some keyword research, and you found a few keywords that have really good monthly search volume and a relatively low keyword difficulty score, and you know, based off of that search term, you know it's in all likelihood, conducted by an audience that you aren't currently reaching, and you have a strategic interest in reaching that audience, you might want to take those keywords and and, um, upload them into your custom intent audience campaign. If you don't have a good sense of sort of the keywords you should be targeting uh, or what their monthly search volume is, you can use Google Keyword Planner to give you some sense of your potential impact on YouTube as well. That's a free tool that you have as part of your, your Google Ads suite of tools. Um, and then remarketing lists are actually really helpful, and when anytime you 're doing custom intent audience profiling it 's absolutely worth testing out existing lists that you have right so what are your ex- who are your existing inquiries right? Who are your existing apps especially if you 're a larger school and if you 're running like a more maybe you 're running a campaign for like all graduate programs right so it 's a little bit more about like, hey, let me just get a sense for who it is qualified at all for any Graduate program at i don 't know West Virginia University, you could take all yeah whatever it is, like twenty five hundred of those applicants, right uh, maybe it 's five thousand applicants, and you could upload that list into into YouTube um, and then YouTube will let you know like, okay, um, what is the percentage match that we can find um, based off of these these contacts? Um, remarketing <clears throat> list very very powerful list, very good to be very good to experiment with. Um, and then, you know, last sort of uh, note here too on the power of custom intent audiences is that campaigns that use remarketing lists tend to generate 270% higher conversion rates at less than half the cost versus campaigns that use other audience types, right? And again, this makes sense because this is a known audience already. So of course they're going to convert higher. But again, that's a, a notable conversion. So especially if like you need to run a yield campaign or or hey, maybe it's like, you, uh, May 1 has passed, right? And you're a little bit down and behind and you wanna run sort of like a last minute push to apply campaign or a last minute sort of like tuition discount campaign. Maybe you drop tuition by a, a little bit too to try to incentivize some more apps. Using a, an existing list, maybe even your search list or an inquiry list and uploading that to YouTube can be a great place to start when you're um, trying to get, you know, the most bang for your buck and maximize ROI from your uh, perspective reach. Finally, bidding and optimization strategies. So it's really important that you select the right smart bidding for your TrueView for Action campaign. So smart bidding strategies like maximize conversions and target cost per action, they both use machine learning to help essentially optimize for conversions based off of whatever you set your campaign objective to be. So what a lot of folks do is they immediately rush to the target cost per action um, because, right, they want to, They want to essentially, like, you know, ensure that they're getting, like, the best bang for their buck. They want to spend the least amount of money and get, you know, maximum returns, and that's great. But what we actually recommend you do is, in order to help the algorithm better understand what your content offer is and who the right fit, like, the right audience fit is, we actually uh, recommend that you try to dump more money um, faster, and you start with a maximized conversion campaign. So basically the goal being like, hey, we just want as many conversions as possible. And you don't worry too much about the actual cost per action or the cost per acquisition, if you will, of that particular view, of that particular contact. So rather than first and foremost focusing on, like, getting a low TCPA, right, for um, first and foremost focus on getting conversions, right? Because once you get conversions, once you get people through the door, then you can switch and you can start, you know, assuming those people are quality, you know that you've nailed the audience. So now it's like, okay, how do we optimize the campaign for TCPA so that one, we we know this audience and we want to get as many people that exist in this audience segment for as cheap a price as possible. So first and foremost, start with maximizing conversions. Be okay with a, you know, expensive, um, um, TCPA at first, and then sort of hone that in later in terms of like a rough, like framework for budget. YouTube recommends that your daily budget should be about 10 times your video CPA so that you generate at least five conversions per day for at least 14 days. So in other words, until you're generating at least five conversions for 14 consecutive days, um, you don't want to drop that budget. Now, obviously, right. YouTube is going to say that because they, Want you to spend more money with them, um, and you know it might be hard for you to get five conversions per day, depending on what your you know your um, your budget is. So what I would say is do it for seven days, right? So uh, if you're getting between three and five conversions per day for seven consecutive days chances are, like, you, that's the right mix, right? It's, and then from then, from that point, it just becomes, okay, how much can we afford to keep putting on this? Or, hey, you know what, we figured out how this works. Now let's optimize for TCPA and try to get this down to a, you know, $15 cost um, per action as opposed to, you know, a $50 cost per action or whatever it might be. Generally speaking, bidding suggestions in Google Ads um, should be set to, um, you know, should be, they're going to be a little bit more uh, competitive um, than... Sorry, sorry, what am I saying? YouTube <laughs> bidding suggestions in Google Ads for YouTube ads are generally speaking going to be higher than your bids for search and display campaign. And that makes sense just because of video as a format, right? So in other words, don't be surprised if it's like, if the the estimate is you know 50 bucks for a a cost per action um for your youtube campaign and like 20 bucks right or 25 bucks for a search or display campaign that depending on how you know niche your audience is and how niche your offer is that can fluctuate pretty dramatically but like it shouldn't it always be two to one, but know that like suggested bids will just be higher because again, video is a more immersive format, right? So in, in, in theory, you're getting just way more attention and more quality attention from a higher, more qualified audience. All right, folks. Well, that's all I got for you today. Hope this was, uh, at least somewhat helpful. I know that's a lot of information. We actually also have ideas. Um, that covers this whole YouTube uh, series. And so I've got like screenshots and slideshows that I've like put together to help you better understand how to kind of put into action everything that we discussed today. So if it's more helpful to have a visual representation of everything we discussed, you can just go into you know, Google is." I think we rank number one for that term. You just go ahead and you click through to Enrollify and you can find our whole YouTube advertising for uh, Hired Marketers series. And that will be super helpful as you put as you think about putting some of these frameworks into action. So anyways, thanks as always for being here and chat soon, folks. Have a great week and see you next time. If you are an enrollment marketer working in marketing and communications or enrollment management and would be willing to be interviewed on the podcast, or if you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please reach out directly to me at Zach, Z-A-C-H at enrollify.org. We sincerely look forward to working with you to make Enrollify the most trusted, go-to digital resource for enrollment marketers out there.